O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, October 24th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feast, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10.17, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Kayai Sarah, and it means Life of Sarah. Genesis 23, 1-17 When Sarah was 127 years old, she died at Kiriath Arba, now called Hebron, in the land of Canaan. There Abraham mourned and wept for her. Then, leaving her body, he said to the Hittite elders, Here I am, a stranger and a foreigner among you. Please sell me a piece of land so I can give my wife a proper burial. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Listen, my lord, you are an honored prince among us. Choose the finest of our tombs and bury her there. No one here will refuse to help you in this way. Then Abraham bowed low before the Hittites and said, Since you are willing to help me in this way, be so kind as to ask Ephron, son of Zohar, to let me buy his cave at Machpelah, down at the end of his field. I will pay the full price in the presence of witnesses, so I will have a permanent burial place for my family. Ephron was sitting there among the others, and he answered Abraham as the others listened, speaking publicly before all the Hittite elders of the town. 
No, my lord, he said to Abraham, please listen to me. I will give you the field and the cave. Here in the presence of my people, I give it to you. Go and bury your dead. Abraham and again bowed low before the citizens of the land. And he replied to Ephron as everyone listened. No, listen to me. I will buy it from you. Let me pay the full price for the field so I can bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, My lord, please listen to me. The land is worth four hundred pieces of silver. But what is that between friends? Go ahead and bury your dead. So Abraham agreed to Ephron's price and paid the amount he had suggested, four hundred pieces of silver, weighed according to the market standard. The Hittite elders witnessed the transaction. So Abraham bought the plot of land belonging to Ephron at Machpelah, near Mamre. This included the field itself, the cave that was in it, and all the surrounding trees. Jeremiah 44, 24-47, 7 Then Jeremiah said to them all, including the women, Listen to this message from the Lord, all you citizens of Judah who live in Egypt. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, the God of Israel, says. You and your wives have said, We will keep our promises to burn incense and pour out liquid offerings to the Queen of Heaven. And you have proved by your actions that you meant it. So go ahead and carry out your promises and vows to her. But listen to this message from the Lord, all you Judeans now living in Egypt. I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name will no longer be spoken by any of the Judeans in the land of Egypt. None of you may invoke my name or use this oath, as surely as the Sovereign Lord lives. For I will watch over you to bring you disaster and not good. Everyone from Judah who is now living in Egypt will suffer war and famine until all of you are dead. Only a small number will escape death and return to Judah from Egypt. Then all those who came to Egypt will find out whose words are true mine or theirs. And this is the proof I give you, says the Lord, that all I have threatened will happen to you, and that I will punish you here. This is what the Lord says, I will turn Pharaoh Hophra, king of Egypt, over to his enemies who want to kill him, just as I turned King Zedekiah of Judah over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. The prophet Jeremiah gave a message to Baruch, son of Neriah, in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, after Baruch had written down everything Jeremiah had dictated to him. He said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you, Baruch. You have said, I am overwhelmed with trouble. Haven't I had enough pain already? And now the Lord has added more. I am worn out from sighing and can find no rest. Baruch, this is what the Lord says, I will destroy this nation that I built. I will uproot what I planted. Are you seeking great things for yourself? Don't do it. I will bring great disaster upon all these people. But I will give you your life as a reward wherever you go. 
I, the Lord, have spoken. The following messages were given to Jeremiah the prophet from the Lord concerning foreign nations. This message concerning Egypt was given in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, the king of Judah, on the occasion of the battle of Carchemish, when Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, and his army were defeated beside the Euphrates River by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Prepare your shields in advance into battle. Harness the horses and mount the stallions. Take your positions and put on your helmets. Sharpen your spears and prepare your armor. But what do I see? The Egyptian army flees in terror. The bravest of its fighting men run without a backward glance. They are terrorized at every turn, says the Lord. The swiftest runners cannot flee. The mightiest warriors cannot escape. By the Euphrates River to the north, they stumble and fall. Who is this rising like the Nile at flood time, overflowing all the land? It is the Egyptian army overflowing all the land, boasting that it will cover the earth like a flood, destroying cities and their people. Charge, you horses and chariots, attack! You mighty warriors of Egypt, come, all you allies from Ethiopia, Libya, and Lydia, who are skilled with the shield and bow. For this is the day of the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, a day of vengeance on his enemies. The sword will devour until it is satisfied. Yes, until it is drunk with your blood, the Lord. The Lord of Heaven's armies will receive a sacrifice today in the north country, beside the Euphrates River. Go up to Gilead to get medicine, O virgin daughter of Egypt. But your many treatments will bring you no healing. The nations have heard of your shame. The earth is filled with your cries of despair. Your mightiest warriors will run into each other and fall down together. Then the Lord gave the prophet Jeremiah this message about King Nebuchadnezzar's plans to attack Egypt. Shout it out in Egypt. Publish it in the cities of Migdal, Memphis, and Tapanis. Mobilize for battle. For the sword will devour everyone around you. Why have your warriors fallen? They cannot stand. For the Lord has knocked them down. They stumble and fall over each other. And say among themselves, Come, Let's go back to our people, to the land of our birth. Let's get away from the sword of the enemy. There they will say, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is a loudmouth who missed his opportunity. As surely as I live, says the king, whose name is the Lord of heaven's armies, one is coming against Egypt, who is as tall as Mount Tabor, or as Mount Carmel by the sea. Pack up. Get ready to leave for exile, you citizens of Egypt. The city of Memphis will be destroyed without a single inhabitant. Egypt is as sleek as a beautiful heifer, but a horse fly from the north is on its way. Egypt's mercenaries have become like fattened calves. They, too, will turn and run 
for it is a day of great disaster for Egypt, a time of great punishment. Egypt flees, silent as a serpent gliding away. The invading army marches in. They come against her with axes like woodsmen. They will cut down her people like trees, says the Lord, for they are more numerous than locusts. Egypt will be humiliated. She will be handed over to the people from the north. The Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I will punish Ammon, the God of Thebes, and all the other gods of Egypt. I will punish its rulers and Pharaoh too, and all who trust in him. I will hand them over to those who want them killed, to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and his army. But afterward the land will recover from the ravages of war. I, the Lord, have spoken. But do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant. Do not be dismayed, Israel, for I will bring you home again from distant lands, and your children will return from their exile. Israel will return to a life of peace and quiet, and no one will terrorize them. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, for I am with you, says the Lord. I will completely destroy the nations to which I have exiled you, but I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you, but with justice. I cannot let you go unpunished. This is the Lord's message to the prophet Jeremiah concerning the Philistines of Gaza before it was captured by the Egyptian army. This is what the Lord says. A flood is coming from the north to overflow the land. It will destroy the land and everything in it, cities and people alike. People will scream in terror, and everyone in the land will wail. Hear the clatter of stallions' hooves and the rumble of wheels as the chariots rush by. Terrified fathers run madly without a backward glance at their helpless children. The time has come for the Philistines to be destroyed, along with their allies from Tyre and Sidon. Yes, the Lord is destroying the remnant of the Philistines, those colonies from the island of Crete. Gaza will be humiliated, its head shaved bald. Ashkelon will lie silent. Your remnant from the Mediterranean coast, how long will you cut yourselves in mourning? Now, O sword of the Lord, when will you be at rest again? Go back into your sheath, rest, and be still. But how can it be still when the Lord has sent it on a mission? For the city of Ashkelon and the people living along the sea must be destroyed. Second Timothy 2.22-3.17 Run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone and be able to teach and be patient 
with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will only love themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Janus and Jambres. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. But the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes. And everyone who wants to live a godly life in Yeshua will suffer persecution. But evil people and impostors will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Yeshua. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. Psalm 94, 1-23 O Lord, the God of vengeance, O God of vengeance, let your glorious justice shine forth. Arise, O judge of the earth, give the proud what they deserve. How long, O Lord, How long will the wicked be allowed to gloat? How long will they speak with arrogance? How long will these evil people boast 
They crush your people, Lord, hurting those you claim as your own. They kill widows and foreigners and murder orphans. The Lord isn't looking, they say, and besides, the God of Israel doesn't care. Think again, you fools. When will you finally catch on? Is he deaf, the one who made your ears? Is he blind, the one who formed your eyes? He punishes the nations. Won't he also punish you? He knows everything. Doesn't he also know what you are doing? The Lord knows people's thoughts. He knows they are worthless. Joyful are those you discipline, Lord, those you teach with your instructions. You give them relief from troubled times until a pit is dug to capture the wicked. The Lord will not reject his people. He will not abandon his special possession. Judgment again will be founded on justice, and those with virtuous hearts will pursue it. Who will protect me from the wicked? Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Unless the Lord had helped me, I would soon have settled in the silence of the grave. I cried out, I am slipping. But your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Can unjust leaders claim that God is on their side? Leaders whose decrees permit injustice? They gang up against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord is my fortress. My God is the mighty rock where I hide. God will turn the sins of evil people back on them. He will destroy them for their sins. The Lord our God will destroy them. Proverbs 26, 6-8 Trusting a fool to convey a message is like cutting off one's feet or drinking poison. A proverb in the mouth of a fool is as useless as a paralyzed leg. Honoring a fool is as foolish as tying a stone to a slingshot. Today I want to speak to you from our reading from 2 Timothy chapter 2 and 3, and then we're going to jump into Psalm 94. And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, we are given kind of a laundry list of what it's going to be like in the end of days, just prior to the return of Yeshua. And I just want to read that again, but this time in the New King James Version, and then we'll talk about it and unpack it. And so Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. 
having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. Are we living in those kind of days? Are there those kind of people throughout the earth? Let me just give you an anecdotal story. I have a friend of mine who has adult grown children. And this friend of mine told me in tears, she was heartbroken because her son, who's married with children, has told this friend of mine that he will not see her or allow her to come into their presence because she is unvaccinated. So she doesn't get to see her grandchildren. It's been three years since she has seen them. And she's just crushed and heartbroken about this. And then I read, I I watched a film clip online, on social media. Not Facebook. I have deleted my account off Facebook and will have nothing to do with them because they're part of this big tech censorship. Iron Curtain. Um, And in this video clip, the nurse at, um, it was down in L.A. I don't remember the name of the hospital, but it was an L.A. hospital. Was being escorted by security off grounds because she's unvaccinated. She reported for work. She's willing to work. But because she's unvaccinated, they have fired her. And the security was escorting her off the grounds. And she was in nearly in tears, and she said, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to fight this on behalf of all people who are unvaccinated and who are willing to work but are not being allowed to work. So we're living in perilous times. This is kind of a purge that's going on, a purge of all sectors of the economy, of the airline industry, of the hospitals, of the clinics, of, you know, state and federal government agencies, a purge is going on that if you are not vaccinated, you're not welcome to work there. Um, And so we see evil rising. We see tyranny rising. And we see people who are unloving and haughty and slandering and unforgiving. We see this right now. Uh, I, I can't understand or even fathom how a son can deny his own mother a visit to her grandchildren because he's afraid that she might give them COVID. Now, this friend of mine, she's had COVID and she's recovered. So she has full natural immunity. And so, and the son is vaccinated. The wife is vaccinated. So if the vaccine works, what are they afraid of? But it's it's this world that we're now living in that is just so evil. Let's jump into Psalm 94. How long, O Lord, verse 3, how long will the wicked be allowed to gloat? 
How long will they speak with arrogance? How long will these evil people boast? They crush your people, Lord, hurting those you claim as your own. They kill widows and foreigners and murder orphans. Here's another anecdotal story. My sister told me this. She saw an article on the internet of a woman who was scheduled for surgery. Many hospitals now are turning patients away that if you're scheduled for surgery, if you've not been vaccinated, they will not do the surgery. They turn you away. This is going on in the Cleveland Clinic Hospital system in Ohio and all of their branches. Uh, If you're not vaccinated, you will not get medical services in some of these hospitals. So this woman went in for surgery and she was she told them i do not want the jab i do not want that vaccine do not give it to me it is against my wishes it is against my will so while she was in for surgery they went ahead and vaccinated her she died and she did not die from the surgery the vaccine killed her this is just out and out evil that kill widows and foreigners and murder orphans. Psalm 94, verse 7. The Lord isn't looking, they say. And besides, the God of Israel, he doesn't care. Think again, you fools. Let's jump down to verse 12 and 13. Joyful are those you discipline, Lord. Those you teach with your instructions. You give them relief from troubled times until a pit is dug to capture the wicked. Father, I don't know how you're going to turn this around, but there is so much injustice going on right now and so much suffering. Many people who are now out of work, who've either been terminated, fired, or who have quit, rather than take the jab. And now... I don't know whether those people who quit, whether they're even able to get unemployment. Father, you see the suffering that is going on in places like Australia and France and Canada with the extreme tyranny that's going on there and the forced jabs and mandates that are happening. Father, this is so evil. This is so evil. We cry out to you, Father God. We cry out and we say, Lord, deliver us. Deliver your people. Protect us. Protect us. As people take courage and boldness to say no to the forced jab that is basically poison, that erases the name yod out of your DNA because the mRNA rewrites your DNA and changes it permanently. Abba, I pray that you will have mercy upon your people, that you will work to protect your people. And for those that have been duped, who've been drinking the CNN Kool-Aid, Father, would you pierce and penetrate through the delusion, through the deception, through the veil, and rescue them. Thank you, Father, for the reminder that you tell us in 2 Timothy In chapter 2, verse 24, that a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone and be able to teach. 
and be patient with difficult people, that you tell us to gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Oh, Father, help us to do that with loved ones, with friends, with family members who are under this veil of deception. Father, please spare your remnant people. Hear our cry, and Yeshua, we ask that you would return and return soon. We cry out to you, the evil in this world is increasing. The darkness in this world is increasing every day. We thank you that you are the light, and that thy word is a light unto my feet and a lamp to my path. Thank you, Yeshua, that you are the light of the world. And may your light shine within us brightly in these darkening days in which we live. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, Amen. Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai Anavilaka Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Hileka Vayaseh Leka Leka Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.